0: Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is The Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. This episode is brought to you by Budai Media. At Budai Media, we help e-commerce businesses scale beyond 8- and 9-figure annual revenue with retention marketing and website conversion rate optimization. We help e-commerce businesses get to the next level by increasing their customer lifetime value and website conversion rate. Budai Media helped 100-plus e-commerce stores grow from all over the world in the last three years. If you think you need help with scaling your e-commerce business, let's connect. Email us your questions at contact at thebudaimedia.com. If you want to learn more about this topic or find out more details, go to thebuddhaimedia.com. Let me spell Budai to make it easier for you. B-U-D-A-I. So again, go to thebudaimedia.com to learn more. Hello, everyone. I'm Daniel, uh, and I'm here with Valentin Radu today. He's the CEO and founder of OmniConvert from Bucharest, Romania. And uh, yeah, I, I've been, uh, I'm really excited about this episode because we've been uh, in contact for more than a year, but still, we haven't uh, got the chance to have a podcast together. So it will be quite interesting. Basically, what you have to know about Omnicomber, uh for many years, they've been helping uh, e-commerce businesses and not just e-commerce businesses with uh, CRO and also uh, with their customer retention. Um, I really like their approach because just like our company, our agency, they also focus on the backend side of things, how to retain customers. While uh, I can see a big focus on acquisition uh, in the e-commerce world, um, they also work with some big international companies who really understand why it's important. So this will be an interesting conversation. Uh, Hey, Valentin, how are you today?
1: Hi, Daniel, and uh, hello, everyone. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening to to us. I'm pretty excited to to, uh, get this going.
0: Yeah, great. So before we jump into the nitty gritty, uh, please tell us more about your past. So how did you get into the marketing world? Was this something that you dreamed about from your childhood or or that's not the case?
1: Yeah, so I'm a former e-commerce entrepreneur. I've started my own company because I wanted to play Starcraft on Battle.net because I was beating all the neighbors and my friends. And uh, I, I've been an uh, internet service provider. Uh, That was my childhood dream to to have internet, which was actually constant, you know, because we had those dial-up modems. If you remember those, yeah, and you're listening, and you you are sitting there near the near the modem, yeah. So I've been building companies since I was 20. Now I'm 41. Uh, the, I've got into the marketing and digital landscape uh, by accident, but I don't think there are accidents on this planet. So, mainly mm-hmm. everything I've done was preparing me for for getting into this uh, into this uh, domain. I was uh, I had something like 17 different jobs. I was uh, I got into the principles of conversion rate optimization when while I was doing market research on the street. I was looking to. To, have, uh, in, to get enough money, I was in my 11th grade. I had a new girlfriend and I wanted to go to the seaside, but I couldn't afford it. So I got a job, a, job, a temp job to, to do market research. It was a company called Mercury Research. And they were uh, getting young people like I was to, to ask different shit to, 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 to the passengers, to the people which were working on the street about Coca-Cola or about all these kind of products. And I, I needed to complete all these surveys, and uh, I needed to to understand the principles of conversion rate optimization because I was so determined. I was so poor and so determined, and so in love that I needed to find the solutions to make people answering to my to my surveys on the street. And I've. Uh, I've understood who's my ideal customer profile. They were old ladies with the with their nephews, which were sitting in the bus stops, and that's that was the first lesson. You know, you you need to find your own, your the right target because they couldn't be faster than I was, and the, the kids were, were were over there with them, and they they couldn't get away because they were needed to they needed to uh, wait for the bus to come. So mainly targeting was everything. And I, I, I've learned this principle. Another principle was about the pitch. And uh, anyway, so mainly I I got into this domain as I've told you by being prepared by life with all these jobs, all these different jobs. Uh, now at Omniconvert, we, we are an eight years old company. My former company was an e-commerce company. We grew our own conversion rate by 60%. We were using an ancestor of of the current OmniConvert platform. We found out that A-B testing really works and is really expensive to pay money to acquire customers, to acquire traffic that's not converting. And then we also realized that it's too expensive to acquire customers that never come back. So the two pillars of what we are doing is to convert traffic and the second one to retain the customer so that they, if they come back, then your your customer acquisition cost is going to be justified by their customer lifetime value. So in a nutshell, that's how I got into this space.
0: So basically, your current company OmniConvert came from a solution that you created for your own e-commerce company back then.
1: Exactly, yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: That's a very common way, I think, how uh yeah, yeah. businesses there is a problem that they have they find the solution and then they realize actually it could be a product it could yeah. help yeah. other people as well i really like the story of shopify i think the guy uh, Tobias latke or Lütke, uh yeah. he had his own store i think he sold snowboards or some kind of ski equipment and he just couldn't build a good store uh, with, the, yeah. with the, with the uh, you know, uh, platforms uh, yeah. back then. And he just built the Ancaster of Shopify, basically. Yeah.
1: Uh, just built the rival of Amazon.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It turned out to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about um, the back end of the e-commerce stores, as I said earlier. Uh, and also what kind of products you have at OmniConvert to help the, mm-hmm. the backend. The com- Let's start with the conversion rate optimization. So uh, what products do you have for this? What, what's your angle on this? What's your approach on this?
1: Yeah, the, uh, the idea is that the, the, the narrative in the market, in the e-commerce growth, is that uh, you need traffic, you need conversion rate, you need the average order value, which is completely legit. It's just that uh, the the acquisition marketing, which was uh, the the main theme for decades, uh, is now sunsetting, or is not sunsetting, but is being uh, is being blended with a new narrative, that uh, let's say is uh, is stating that, hey, it's okay to acquire customers, but what about the costs? And it's okay to 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 acquire customers, but what about the future future revenue from them? So. We've built the first product out of the struggle, like you said, Daniel. We, we've we been struggling to, to in, increase the conversion rate because the customer acquisition cost was too high. I mean, we we got competitors. We got something like 250,000 uh, uh, customers at some point. I mean, in 2013, when I uh, I made the exit from that, that company, we were at, at this level. And we were focusing on uh, conversion rate because it's... Uh, it, it's a lever that you have at your disposal. So uh, I don't think uh, the idea of uh, e-commerce growth is to tweak a single uh, thing. You know, it's to tweak yeah. the single lever, which is the traffic. You also need the conversion rate, and as uh, uh, as it's clear, you also need the customer lifetime value. The whole the whole picture. So my perspective about e-commerce growth is that you need acquisition, you need conversion, and you need retention. So all these three pillars are are, are important. So mainly the our suite we have an e-commerce growth suite we are doing everything uh, but acquisition so we are we are after acquisition we are focusing on conversion rate and we are focusing on retention rate as well and uh, the com- our conversion rate optimization suite has a b testing has uh, surveys because without the customer voice you if you don't know why the customers are not buying it's stupid it's simply stupid to tweak things that you don't know uh, if these are going to work. So the most uh, convenient and uh, cheap way to understand what you should be uh, changing on your website is to simply ask your customers be, because they have, uh, uh, they, they, they are, uh, uh, are you still with me, Daniel?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I, I lost for a second. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the image got uh, frozen. So
0: yeah, yeah, the, yeah, go ahead. Now it's good. Yeah.
1: All right. So the, the idea is to simply ask your customers because they, they are a very cheap source of truth. They are the ones that are using your products. It was uh, that's the saying from from Peter Drucker. Few are the companies that really know why the customers are buying their products. And I, I think it's very, very legit. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you don't ask, you'll never know. And you have you have a lot of assumptions, that's for sure. But uh, surveys are, are also a, a very effective tool and very cheap tool of uh, of knowledge. And the third part that we have in uh, in our uh, conversion rate optimization suite are the overlays with website personalization. So we, we are strong believers of this type of interactive uh, content, as long as you are not pushing the Wheel of Fortune and other s- stupid stuff on your website, because you can. You You're can... not
0: a fan of that, right? Me neither.
1: Yeah, I, I think these are. Uh, some conversion traps, which are not going to... uh... The
0: bad clicks, right?
1: Yeah, so uh, the the bad clicks, exactly. It's like uh, black SEO, you also have black CRO. And I think these type (laughs) of conversion traps are not going to help you establish an authentic relationship with your your audience. And uh, I think we are migrating from clicks to relationships. We need to do that. We have to do that because there are more more players in the market. I mean, I was looking at some uh, statistics re- recently. Forty four percent of all the e commerce companies which are now active, all the e commerce websites, have been launched in the last twelve months alone. So that's that's crazy, you know. If you think wow. about it, there are, there are three point eight million new websites on the uh, on the market than they were one year ago. So if the competition is that high, that means the inventory of ads is Pretty much the same. It's not like the penetration of Facebook or Google is suddenly uh, two times uh, bigger. So that means the e-commerce companies are competing on on the same eyeballs. So you want customers to remember you because of something. And you want to establish a relationship because it's way more expensive to acquire a customer than it was one year ago. The, 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 The CPC... On Facebook is 89% higher. The CPA on uh, uh, the, the CPM on YouTube is 108% higher, according to Hunch. So in this level, than one, lecture,
0: then one year lecture, ago,
1: then one year ago, exactly. So uh-huh. in a single year, the CPA has gone to through to, to, to the roof.
0: So it doubled basically even more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's why people are turning their... Their uh, focus, there uh, to to email marketing, to CRM, to customer lifetime value, to conversion rate. Because the, if it's too expensive, you're, you're going the, out of business. I I, I recently yeah. looked over the the metrics from uh, from one of our customers. The ROAS got from ten point eight to one point two in in just a year.
0: So on their ads. Uh,
1: yeah. So what do you do i mean if you see that what do you do and it's clear that you need to understand what you, what the heck you are selling and it's clear that you need to change something to make some radical changes and those radical changes will require other channels and other ways to talk with your uh, your customers
0: yeah that's very interesting and one uh, trend i can see is that the bigger the store is the the business is the more they understand CRO and also the ROI is better on CRO than on ads so when you are small you just throw you just throw more money on ads you can see the uh, return but once you get bigger it's, it makes more sense to invest into CRO than uh, spending that money on ads yeah um, yeah and can you see any differences between your smaller clients customers and and between bigger ones uh, regarding this that they understand CRO much better? Uh,
1: yeah for sure the the difference between the larger companies is that they have the luxury to to test out things and to do more advanced stuff and it is not like they have the burden of surviving or not next month. So yeah. that, that's the main difference. You you have if you have this luxury, this comfort to to test you will be coming up with more sophisticated testing. And uh, I think the main, <laughs> the main purpose of any CRO endeavor is to learn. So if you learn faster, better, then you will outpace your competitors. If you don't learn, but and if you don't know what you've done so that you are so successful, you're not going to be replicating the success, and you are not going to be able to tweak out so that you have more success in the in the future, so that's not a solid foundation. So so the foundation for for uh, let's say steady growth in the future is to learn more and better than your competitors. And A/B testing and surveys are a great way to to learn about what the heck you are doing over there in your uh, in your business. The the smaller companies, on the other hand, if they uh, you can have a lot of traffic even if you're a small company. So that's that's uh, that, yeah. that's for clear. I mean, you you can sell I don't know fashion, and it's easy to get to 150 to 200 thousand visits a month. Now the problem with these uh, these companies is that they are short-sighted, and they don't have the patience to wait, and they don't have the patience to. Uh, to tweak out the the tests to to incorporate the the learnings from their their the the experiments that weren't successful, I've had an uh, an experience with the company. We they had eleven experiments with the same hypothesis and they tweaked out the the landing page so that they got to eleven point five percent uplift in revenue per visitor with ninety nine point nine percent statistical relevance. But it got eleven. Consecutive tests to get there. So that yeah. that's the problem with the small companies which are having uh, this endeavor of uh, of uh, conversion rate optimization. That that's the main difference. They don't have the patience. They don't, and they also don't know the principles in in testing. I mean, it's not rocket science. Eventually, it's going to to look like rocket science. But the the idea is we need to respect the the principle in uh, in CRO. First thing. All your hypotheses should be having solid, uh, solid data. Like you need at least to be not data driven, but at least data informed. I mean, if you're doing this experiment, why are you doing it? What, what, what's the purpose? And what's the outcome that you're looking at? at? Another principle is that you need to understand the the timing. You know, you need to get to statistical significance. And if you don't have enough traffic, uh, you need to to, to, to lead, let that experiment go for, I don't know, weeks or even months if, yeah. if that's the case. So if you don't have the luxury to do uh, bottom-of-the-funnel experiments, do it on the top of the funnel, like tweak things where you have enough traffic so that you can validate the conversion rate or the micro-conversion rate. So you, another principle is to focus on the micro-conversions, focus on the things that you need to track because if you will not have statistical relevance in, uh, in the macro conversion, which is, I don't know, more sales, at least you will be uh, having up, having uh, if you set the right events and if you're tracking the right events, you'll be able to at least come up with some insights for your future tests. So pretty much that's the difference between uh, small and, uh, and, and large, uh, large companies.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was very insightful. And uh, we just had a meeting with our CRO team last week. And if uh, we cannot have at least uh, three, four hundred conversions for each variation of an A-B test, then probably we shouldn't start it. And the question is always how much time it takes. So if it takes three months, then probably we shouldn't do that. If it takes yeah, one or two been. weeks, then let's do it. And uh, yeah, so it depends on the size of the company, but uh, what we have as a rule of thumb, if they don't really have at least 1000 transactions a month, then we just rather uh, do the surveys. We come, up with, we come up with best practices, a qualitative analysis, and we take care less about the data and the A-B testing because companies company is just not there yet. So small exactly. companies, they need a different strategy. Um, and we get approached by companies asking for A-B testing and CRO, small companies, but they don't really need that kind of CRO or A-B tests as as a big company. They just need some solid best practices, a solid uh, theme or or website to go with. And um, yeah, that's the really first step, I think. Yeah,
1: that's true. Uh, And and, uh, uh, an important aspect here, uh, Daniel, is that uh, companies are are having a lot of opportunities. It was even a saying that the startups are not dying. Uh, they are drowning into opportunities. They have yeah. too many things that they, they yeah, should be. Yeah. And CRO is one of them. Yeah? The exactly. idea is that we need to have the maturity. We, we've even built a, a calculator on our website to to show when is the right time to do CRO. Because we, we had this problem as well. I mean, we got customers which haven't got enough traffic. They, they've started out. And eventually, they, they wrote bad reviews about our software. But it's not uh, the the software which is the problem. Is when to use the software? It, it's like if you if you want to use a screwdriver, but uh, uh, a toothpick will do the job. Use the toothpick. You know, you don't need the yeah. screwdriver. So yeah. maybe the, the the idea is to, to 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 do the right thing at the right time with the right tools. And and that's the main. Uh, I think that should be the main struggle of an entrepreneur to realize when is the right thing the right time to do these type of things because everything is important but not everything is crucial so you need to do what's uh, what's right and that's the that, that's how the data uh, should be working i mean you need a data driven model and you need to understand the impact of your e-commerce levers we we've been i've been building this for four years, I've been tweaking it since my my own e-commerce. I had my own e-commerce. I've been doing this type of versions. I have a thing which is called the e-commerce growth formula. And it's a a calculator. You insert there your metrics. And the idea is that it's showing you when is the right time to focus on on, on these levers. Because at the end of the day, you don't have too many levers. You have your purchase frequency, like how many times a uh, a customer is buying from you. You have the traffic. You have the conversion rate. You have the average order value, and you have the margin. You th- these are your levers in the in the e-commerce. If you don't yeah. focus on the right levers, let's say you are selling uh, I don't know you are selling toys, but you can't control the price of the toys. What you can control though is to get to other suppliers, or you can decide to to to, to do your your own toys to to become a creator of your own toys and to sell from other vendors, from other uh, brands, and to to build your own brand of toys. And in this manner, you'll be able to control the margin. Or you can focus on the traffic and the quality of the traffic, you can focus on uh, uh, diversifying the channels. But at the end of the day, it's not about the channels, it's about the message and it's about the offer and it's about the creative. So uh, another thing would be to focus on the purchase frequency. Are you doing the right email onboarding? Because people which are buying toys, maybe they buy toys for uh, their kids or for they buy the, those as, the, as gifts for other people's gifts. Do you know that? You don't know that. So how easy would be to simply ask your customers once on the thank you page, to simply ask them who are buying these toys for? Do you have uh, other kids that you wanna b- buy toys in the future? When is their birthday? And bam, you have a lead and you can improve the purchase frequency. It's not that hard, but you need to think about it. And you need to think about it by focusing on the goals that you have as a business. So many people are budgeting. Now is the moment when they are budgeting, you know. And I, I, I'm laughing because I've been doing the same mistakes for years in a row. I mean, I've been looking, what's our growth rate? It's, we've grew like uh, with 28% year over year. Okay, let's aim for 40%. Mm-hmm. And that's the worst way to forecast. The best way to forecast is to look at your customer lifetime value and the customer acquisition cost and to understand the ratio between customer lifetime value and customer acquisition cost. And then to look in your pockets and to realize, oh, I have something like uh, $600,000, hopefully, or $60,000 or $6 million because we've been uh got we we've just got funded so once you understand these things like how much money do you have what's the customer acquisition cost what's the customer lifetime value how much you can afford to invest to acquire future customers in the uh, in the next year or in the next quarter and you need if you're small don't go off the rails like uh, budgeting for one year or two years just focus on the next quarter. Like in the next ninety days, I have this money in my pocket. I I can invest that much to acquire a customer. The levers that I have is I don't know email marketing because I can improve purchase frequency. Are this, that, and the other. Then you will have a game plan to focus on the right levers that are going to move the needle. So that's how you also budget for 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 next year. But. Most of the companies are only looking at uh, their P&L and they are not customer centric. So they don't understand that they are in the game of changing the behavior of their customers. And all they do is throw money into ads to acquire customers that never come back. That's all.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I can see this also uh, many times. And uh, also I think, so you mentioned five different things. Actually, just last week I wrote a short uh, post on facebook that uh, there are four lever levers aov lifetime value conversion rate on the website and acquisition cost but i think you mentioned profit margin as well and actually that's quite quite good um and probably six would be brand brand value but it's hard to measure um, it's a
1: byproduct it's a byproduct of yeah. what you're doing uh, on the uh, oh, oh, with, with all your marketing activities, so I'm. Uh, I I think, and maybe it's a, it's a great thing to focus on this, uh, Daniel, as well. Many people believe that customer lifetime value is like gravity; it's like a given. You can't you can't affect it. You know, it's gravity is nine point eight meters per. That's second. The
0: biggest misconception. <laughs>
1: yeah, but it, it's actually f- something that you can affect if you focus on it. But if you it, if you don't focus on on these things, these are not going to happen because that's going to be just, if you have your own default thing. And I think email marketing is the most undervalued channel that a brand has at this moment because it's very cheap and it's very effective. And you have this opportunity to talk with customers that know about you. It's not like you're talking with strangers, you know? When you're doing yeah. ads, you talk with a lot of strangers. It's like you're the unknown, uh, guy that got to the party and nobody knows him. in the email with the email you have this opportunity to talk with customers that you already know so they they know your name and you're there at the party but most of the brands what they always do they don't look at the purchase cycle so they don't know when to do the follow-up yeah. when to do the ask for the next purchase and instead of making themselves uh, let's say valuable by stating things regarding their struggles, like uh, how was the toy, you know? Uh, are, are, is the kid, is your kid pleased? You, you've just got the X product, uh, give us a review. or But the, the idea is before you ask, you need to give. And w- one thing that you can give is the proof that you care. This proof that you care is something that no, most of the brands, they are not aware about that. The big brands are not even, bothering because they have a huge demand like we are seeing the data from big brands imagine that you you have 78 percent customer retention rate so that means almost eight out of ten new customers are going to buy again and they are going to buy again for whatever so if you're a a large brand you don't care that much about your customers because you have a lot of them and your issues are regarding uh, the 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 fact that the container Fright rate is uh, five times higher than it was last year. You have issues with the the, the fact that you need to hire 100 more people in the next quarter. So you have other issues. And that's the opportunity window for a smaller brand. You know, that's the opportunity uh, uh, window because you can demonstrate that you care more than the others. So instead of bombarding with discounts every single week, because that's how the... Uh, newsletter, email campaign works in the market, you should be focusing on, oh, all right, we have we have this event, like the order has been delivered. We are waiting 24 hours. And then instead of asking for buy again, here's a 10% discount voucher. 24
0: hours later.
1: Yeah. Why it's don't you them? are you happy about the product? Tell us how happy you are. And yeah. then if they are pissed off about the product, why are you pissed off? And then if they are really pissed off and you can do something, pick up the phone and call them because that's how you show that you care if they are not happy about the product. And that's actually an e-commerce growth flywheel. The default flywheel is you acquire customers, you pay more money, you acquire other customers, you, know, you ship the products, you get the money, and you put it in the advertising. The second e-commerce flywheel is... You get the, you you pour money on ads, you acquire customers, and then you ask them how they feel about it, right? And you get network effect through your existing customers, right? You have word of mouth, which is the cheapest form of advertising, and then you retain them, right? And that's how you're going to have a bigger budget to acquire more customers. And that's the way the cookie crumbles.
0: Yeah, and use those uh, reviews and positive videos, images, all of that in your ads, email and everywhere as you can. Uh, That was when I started my career. that That was one of my first thing to do, that I sent out an email to the list, to the fresh customers. I asked them about their opinion. Of course, there were some negative people, but the positive ones, I collected them and I sent them out next week to those who haven't purchased yet. And it was very effective. People just saw the positive people. It was not very salesy because it was just happy people with the product. So that's one tactic that everyone can use. And also, um, so there are these levers, there are these numbers, AOV, lifetime value, conversion rate, customer acquisition cost. And I think instead of just throwing money on ads and looking at the ROAS, everyone should uh, try to improve each of these levers by a certain percentage annually or quarterly. And let's say if you can increase each by 10, 20%, then there will be a multiply effect and you can double your business. It's just much easier and effective than throwing more money on ads. So that's one more tip. Um, Maybe any additional advice about how to increase lifetime value? That you can see.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, the the first uh, The first thing is that you can't improve what you don't measure. So you, you need to measure it. You need to monitor it, and to be aware about the, what's the customer lifetime value and what's the customer acquisition cost. Many companies are not even tracking customer acquisition cost. All they track is the cost per acquisition, the CPA that you get from Google Analytics or from Facebook Ads or Google Ads. Now the problem with, the, with, with this model is that it's not working. So the first tip, the first tip is to actually measure and monitor customer lifetime value. The second tip is to do customer segmentation and to understand which are your most valuable customers because those are the ones that you need to acquire. We are strong believers into RFM segmentation. You simply give them scores, recency, frequency and monetary value. You find the most valuable customers and then you do surveys. You understand why they bought and what they bought. And you do quantitative and qualitative analysis. So the first thing, unfortunately, is to do customer research. It's not, some, it's not like a, 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 a checkbox that you can only tick from a, from a tool. But we have the tools to monitor and to do this type of research and segmentation now on, on autopilot. And then the, another tip would be to, to uh, do proper email onboarding. I, the first email, the 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 first email after they've dele- they they receive the 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 product is very it's very. Uh,
0: That's crucial, it's, yeah.
1: It's crucial, and you you can you can use it to your advantage. Another thing would be to uh, monitor NPS, Net Promoter Score, how satisfied they are, and if you find that you have issues in your customer journey, simply fix them. I mean, don't ignore them because people if free people are free free customers are going to say the same thing then imagine how many other customers have the same issues that those three have uh, have suggested to to you for to to fix it out and uh, and then it's about continuous experimentation so customer value optimization Cvo we've even, uh, i've even built a, a cvo academy of, uh, about it there are many tips over there there is the whole process the whole methodology of customer value optimization but the basics are are these ones like the first thing monitor customer lifetime value the second thing do customer segmentation and find why and what the, your best customers are buying and then focus on monitoring their customer satisfaction because if the customers are not happy, then you're just throwing money on the window to acquire customers that will never come back
0: and you will run out of people after a yeah, while
1: eventually, yeah,
0: yeah, I can see here I can hear people saying that that ah, the audience is over uh, there are no more people to run ads for, and yeah, because those people they or they could already see your ads and they are just not happy with your products and yeah. Um Also, I just wanted to mention Reveal, which is uh, the product of your company. So we will yeah. put the link into the description. Last year, we tried this software and it builds on three main metrics. Uh, frequency, re- recency, retency? Yeah. recency
1: know, you, uh, and monetary value.
0: Yeah, and monetary value. So these three, and it's very useful. You can segment your uh, list and your customers and uh, you can see all of these values. So it's very interesting, very useful. And uh yeah, so thanks again for coming to this podcast today. And thanks everyone who listened to us, uh, the live stream or the podcast in the future. Um, every Thursday, we are coming out with a new podcast episode. And uh, Valentin, if anyone wants to find you where they should go. I'm a
1: huge fan of, of LinkedIn. I'm always posting over there. I also have a newsletter, which is uh, in the same day as you have your podcast. So every Thursday, I'm giving away uh, e-commerce tips for, for, our, uh, uh, for our newsletter subscribers.
0: Yeah, amazing. Thanks again. Stay tuned, everyone, and have a great day.
1: Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, everyone.
0: Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% e-commerce email marketing. Or check out our website, thebudaymedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. See you in our next episode. And don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.